beautiful? Welcome to the Rejoicing in Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Vossler, and I'm thrilled to spend some time chatting with you and bring an inspiration, encouragement, and joy to your day. I'm a mom of eight kids, and I believe that motherhood is the greatest calling in the world. It is holy kingdom work, and God has not only called us, but also equipped us for this valiant mission raising and training the next generation of mighty men and women of God. Every week, I will encourage, inspire, and equip you to really rejoice in the glorious God-given calling of motherhood. At the end of each episode, I'll answer your questions and share tips and lifesavers that I've learned and keep learning as I raise my tribe. So come on, let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back. So glad to talk to you today. Today, we're going to discuss how to get rejuvenated when you have more kids than time or money. (laughs) Hey, summer is here. It is June. It is time to relax. There are schedule changes. Maybe you have some slower days. And this can be a great time to embrace this season of change and get filled up. But how do we do that? Our kids get a break from school, but we don't get a break from everyday mothering and life. We can't just veg around all day every day. Ah, I wish sometimes. You know, sometimes it even feels like there's more for us to do in the summertime. Uh, Just last week, I cleaned out my pantry, and I have literally plans to redo all my spices, and I want to purge and reorganize my entire house, etc., etc., etc. Ah. But you know what? We don't have to do everything. We just have to do what we're supposed to do. So here are some ideas for how we can get rejuvenated in the midst of this season of busyness and life and relaxing summer. Here we go. The first thing we need to think about is we need to believe that there is value in recharging. We have to believe that. Do you know God made the Sabbath. God is the one who actually planned the original weekend, the original recharge, the original vacation. It was supposed to happen every week. Genesis 2 verses 1 through 3 says this, So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. The word Sabbath actually means cease. It means to stop. So every single week when the Israelites celebrated Sabbath, Shabbat, they were celebrating stopping. The very word Shabbat means to cease. God commanded his people in Israel to keep the Sabbath. That was part of the Ten Commandments. Exodus 20 verse 8 said, Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. So, God made the Sabbath. Then he commanded his people to keep the Sabbath because he always wanted them to have a time to stop. He always wanted them to have a time of rejuvenation and rest. So it is important. Okay, remember Jesus got in big trouble 
with the synagogue leaders, I'd say on purpose, um, because he healed people on the Sabbath. And he taught them and us that the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Isn't that beautiful? So even though God created it for us, it's not just a bunch of rules. It's really for our benefit. So you might be thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know resting and filling up is important. You don't have to tell me I need a break, but how am I supposed to actually get there? So the first thing we need to do is decide what you need. What you need. We are three parts. We've talked about this before. We are spirit, we are soul, and we are body. And if we focus on filling up each part, that will help us because they need different things. Our spirit needs different things than our soul. Our soul needs different things than our body. And when we can get them all connected and filled up, then we will find the most fulfillment. And this does require some time, but mostly we need to understand what we need and then have some creativity to make it work. So here are some ideas for how to rejuvenate our spirit. We're going to start with our spirit because that's who we really are. (laughs) Tune your heart to the Lord. Tune your heart to the Lord. Remember He cares for you. He wants to fill you. You can go back to episode five, which is all about the Lord caring for us and how he loves us and wants to take care of us and desires us. And you'll hear some things there about that. Another way to rejuvenate our spirit is to be in the word. Now, I know we don't always have a lot of time, but here are some thoughts. You can write out a verse on a post-it note and stick it over your kitchen sink or stick it on your bathroom mirror or stick it by the toilet. When I was growing up, my mom used to have verses across from all the toilets in our house. You have no idea how many verses I memorized just by looking at them when I was sitting on the toilet. I mean, this is a way to rejuvenate your whole family's spirit because everybody uses that. So you can write out a verse and put it up somewhere where you're going to be sure to notice it and be able to see it and read it and encourage yourself and rejuvenate your spirit as you're going about your day. You can also try to do a three-minute quiet time. If you check on episode seven, just this last episode, I actually had an interview with my mom who has this wonderful tool that she used when she had a lot of kids and little children and a busy busy life and how she would have take a three take three minutes to connect with the Lord and find that that really filled her up and rejuvenated her spirit. So tune your heart to the Lord, be in the word, try a three minute quiet time. Let's move on to your soul. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. So let's think of how we're going to do that. We need to use your mind. Find a way to use your mind. Be creative. Read something. Write something. Make something. Use your mind. I find that sometimes it's really rejuvenating for me to just read a book that I don't have to read. I love reading books that teach me things, but sometimes I just need a break and I need to just be rejuvenated and read something that I don't have to read. That might be a novel. It might be just 
poetry. It might be something interesting that I'm that I'm interested in learning about, but it's not something that I have to do. So use your mind and then look for beauty. John Eldridge says beauty is restorative. And oh my goodness, I have found that to be true. Our souls need beauty. We desire beauty. When we can just walk out our front door and look at the dew on the grass and take a breath and just notice the beauty that's there in front of us. That is so powerful for rejuvenating and restoring our souls. Speaking of John Eldridge, I want to recommend to you a tool. It's called the Pause app. And what it is, is a guided meditation based in scripture, and it leads us to release everyone and everything to Jesus and to restore our souls day by day. You can do it alone, or you can do it even with your kids. We do it with our kids sometimes. There's a one minute, a three minute, a five minute, and even a 10 minute pause that will just lead you in being silent, in in hearing the word of the Lord, and in just getting your soul reconnected with God. It is so wonderful. I will have a link in the show notes for that app so that you can find it for yourself. And finally, we move on to our body. So here's what your body needs. Your body wants to move. To rejuvenate our bodies, we need to move them. Um, Like do five jumping jacks. You don't have to do a 45-minute workout. Just walk outside and breathe. Take a two-minute vacation right on your front step without your kids. Just walk out the door, shut the door, and breathe. And take a break for just two minutes. And then you can go back in and find yourself much more ready to deal with the Cheerios that they dumped on the floor while you were out. And now think about what do you like to do with your body? What makes your body feel refreshed? Do you like running? or walking? Do you like to take a bath or have a cup of tea or coffee? Does brushing your hair feel rejuvenating? Do what actually works for you. And be careful not to just do what you see others doing and think you should be doing. For example, I have good friends that love to go on runs. You know, for me right now in my life, running is not rejuvenating. It sounds horrible and exhausting. But you know what? that's okay. (laughs) I might get there someday. I might get there someday. But I just love to take my little two-minute vacations on my front porch. Or I love to put my feet in my kid's water table and just like feel the cold water on my hot feet and let them play all around me. That's rejuvenating for me. Here's another thing that we kind of forget sometimes. Sleep. Sleep is the way that our body literally rejuvenates. So don't underestimate sleep. Take a nap or go to bed a little bit early if you get behind on sleep. Now, I'm not suggesting you go to bed at like 6 p.m. I'm saying like maybe move your bedtime up a half hour to just get a little more rest. And if you can nap in the middle of the day once in a while, do it. But I know some people hate to nap and in some people, for some people, it is just literally not possible. So if that's not working out, just try to go to bed just even a few minutes more before midnight is massively rejuvenating for your body, literally scientifically provenly speaking. 
(laughs) So don't forget about sleep. Even in the midst of everything else we have to do, we want to be sure not to forget that part. Okay. So if we do something in one of those categories, body, soul, or spirit, it is really helpful. But if we can combine all three, we will find that to be the most helpful for really feeling rejuvenated. So let's look at what that could look like. Okay, let's use my own life for an example. So I might take a cup of tea and walk outside and breathe. That's all body related, right? I'm going to look around for beauty while I'm drinking my tea outside and breathing. So I'm looking for beauty. That's refreshing my soul. And then at the same time, I'm try- I'm listening to what God is saying to me. That is rejuvenating my spirit. So I'll walk outside with my cup of tea. I'll take a sip of tea. I'll look around. I'll see the sun shining through the trees. Or I'll see the rain running down because I live in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> And I'll take some breaths and I will say, good morning, Jesus. Hi, here I am. Thank you for being with me today. And I'll just receive what God is saying to me. And if I combine that, my body, my soul, and my spirit, that is when I find the most rejuvenation. And so can you. So, so practice this, practice this, find what rejuvenates your body, find what rejuvenates your soul, find what rejuvenates your spirit, and then find a creative way where you can combine all of those things and you will find the most rejuvenation that you possibly can. Hey, it's question time. So this is a fun question today. It's from Jessica, and she says, take us through a day with you. What does it really look like to raise so many amazing little blessings? Oh, this is fun. Are you guys ready for this? So our life is full. As you can imagine, there is always something going on around our house. We are on summer break now, so there's no organized schoolwork happening. Uh, so I might answer this question again after school starts. Uh, so this is the summer version. So here we go. Um, I usually wake up around 6.30-ish to my baby or to my three-year-old. I get up. I change diapers. I help them go potty. I cuddle with my kids who are awake at that point. We talk about things, etc. Then three days a week, I try to exercise in the morning. And to do that, I pass the baby off to whichever big kid is up. Um, I do a little exercise program that's literally 15 minutes, three times a week. And I have found that it works very well for me. Then we have breakfast. It's usually something simple like oatmeal or eggs eggs and toast. Or we have smoothies a lot, too. We like protein smoothies, fruit smoothies, something with a little bit of protein, a little bit of fat in there too to stick to our ribs (laughs) for the morning. Then I have a kid clean the kitchen. They rotate through kitchen chores, as you will hear throughout this day in the life. (laughs) So a kid cleans the kitchen. Then I usually go put the baby down for a nap about that time. She's six months old right now. 
Uh, then this summer, my kids have just been spending a lot of time playing. And so in the morning while they're playing, I usually do something that I need to do. Like I told you, I cleaned out my pantry. Uh, that was an entire day. But normally I would do do some kind of a project that I need to do. And then my baby wakes up and then we're ready to have lunch. Um, we have lunch, you know, around noon-ish. And then all my little kids, which is three for sure, go down for a nap around 1 or 1.30. And then the baby goes down pretty much right after that. So we have three to four people napping every afternoon, depending on the day. Uh, my five-year-old doesn't nap every day. He naps like three times a week. And then what we've done this summer is at that point, everybody gets quiet time. They all get time alone and they can read or play quietly. And this is my time alone as well. It's great. So that usually lasts like an hour or so. And then we have more play time. And then around four o'clock, my kids do chores. And all of our home chores we have divided into daily chunks for each kid. So it usually emphasizes like one area of our home and then they each have a jurisdiction within that area. So for example, on... Um, on Tuesdays, they clean our downstairs area. So one person will put away all the stuff that's on the on the floor. Somebody will vacuum. Somebody will dust. So it kind of works like that. Fridays is bathroom days. Everybody cleans the bathrooms. And they have certain things that they do in those. And we get all the bathrooms done in one day because I have like four and a half cleaners. <laughs> four, four real cleaners and then one who does kind of helps out. Then around five o'clock, I make dinner. My kids will take the baby if she's awake and they'll play or sometimes I'll have them watch a little show. And while I make dinner is usually when I listen to podcasts. People have asked me like, when do you have time to listen to podcasts? And that's usually when I'm making dinner. And then we eat dinner when my husband gets home from work. And then after that, my kids clean the kitchen. I tell you what, teach your kids how to clean the kitchen. It is great. It's been a life changer in the last couple of years when we've had this happening. Then after dinner, we'll have like family free time. We'll play something together or maybe we'll read a story. Sometimes we'll sing and worship or we'll take a walk. That's been really fun when the weather's really nice. We'll just be like, hey, guys, let's go for a walk and take a walk between dinner and bedtime. It's really nice. And then we have bedtime for baby and then the kids go to bed. And after that, I spend time, my husband and I spend time together. Uh, we just talk or we'll watch something together. Um, sometimes we work individually on things we need to do, or I'll record a podcast in the evening sometimes. And then we go to bed and I wake up a few times in the night to nurse the baby. And then we start all over again. So that's pretty much what a day in my life looks like right now. And if you just sprinkle in there some, you know, laughing at kids for funny things that they do, correcting some people, giving out a few little consequences here and there, you know, sprinkle in some real life. There you go. That's what our life looks like at this moment. Do you have a question for me? I sure would love to hear it. I need some more questions, you guys. So here's how you can reach me to ask a question. You just go to my website, kirstenvossler.com forward slash ask me. kirstenvossler.com forward slash ask me. And hey, while you're there, 
click over to the freebies page and you can get my free gift, which is five ways to increase your joy level. I think you will appreciate it. I think you will like it. Hey, if you have enjoyed this podcast, would you please leave me a rating and a review? That would be so amazing. I really, really love reading your reviews. And it actually helps the podcast get out to more people when you rate and review. So I would so appreciate it if you would do that. It has been so good to be with you today, my friend. I just bless you with the ability to be refreshed and rejuvenated physically, mentally, spiritually, and in the Lord day by day. Have a wonderful week. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Rejoicing in Motherhood. You will find show notes and more encouragement on this topic at kirstenvossler.com. Have a wonderful week. And remember, everything in this life is holy kingdom work. You are doing it, friend. You make the very heart of God rejoice. Keep going. I love you lots, and I'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you.